Welcome to The Lightest Tread, the official podcast of Soul, where we speak to extraordinary and ordinary people who do ordinary and extraordinary things that are good for their bodies, good for the planets, and typify the soul of adventure. I'm your host, Paul Morn Brown, and my guest today is Nick Brosnan, Marketing Manager for America's for Polygene. Fans of Soul will recognize Polygene as a brand we work with to ensure your footbeds stay stink-free. Nick supports Polygene's partners by ensuring they benefit from co-branding with the world's leading odor control brand. In his free time, Nick likes to grab his fly rod and develop his saltwater fishing skills, explore South Carolina on his gravel bike, or head into the mountains with his skis. He's also quickly becoming acquainted with the delights of Southern barbecue. I chat to Nick about all things stink prevention, the opportunities and challenges of marketing a product's sustainability benefits, how the American outdoor market compares to things in Scandinavia, and more. Listeners can get 15% off Soul Footbeds by using the code POLY15 at YourSoul.com. If you enjoy the pod, please take a moment to review and subscribe. Enjoy. Listen up, folks. It's time for the lightest trip. Cool. We are rolling with Nick Brosnan from Polygene. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I'm great, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Where, remind me where you are based. I'm in Beaufort, South Carolina. Just moved here about two months ago from from Sweden, actually. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and is it moving back to the States or your first time moving to the States? It is. It's a little bit of a, a skip back and forth. There's, uh, um, I was born in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, so that's where my roots are. My dad's a New Yorker. So we ended up moving to the States when I was six. So I grew up in New Hampshire, up in New England. Um, but throughout travels and, and work, um, my wife and I, with our one and a half year old, ended up moving back to Sweden about seven years ago. So we were there for seven years at the head office for Apology, which is in, in Malmö, southern Sweden. Cool. Awesome. Um, so I thought maybe I would, um, well, maybe we should start with, in brief, what is Polygene for anybody who, who doesn't know? Yeah, sure. We, so we consider ourselves a sustainability and more of a long-term technology brand that provides a second life to products, um, but we are a technology brand and uh, a partner for textiles, for hard surfaces. Um, like I said, we're based out of Malmö, Sweden. Um, but what we are providing to brand is a finish uh, for textiles so that you can treat clothes, footwear, insoles in your case, um, so they stay fresh, odor-free, and you can use them longer, um, keep them out of the um, landfill and hopefully providing a, a second life to them as well. So it's a uh, technology brand, just as you would think of some other technology suppliers out there as well, but um, really a, a partner with uh, the brands we work with globally. So I, um, you know how in life you have these, you have these sort of uh, cringy moments that you look back on from your past that sort of will just pop up in your mind and keep you awake at night or um, I had this one interaction where I was meeting an ex-girlfriend's parents um, and I had been on this film shoot. Um, I was working for a, a, a production company at the time and I'd been in this shoot 
filming rhinos uh, in the bush in South Africa. And I'd been wearing these janky old running shoes um, that I probably had for too long at the time. And it had rained sort of South African bush felt rain, just heavy, heavy rain. The, my, I got my running shoes soaking wet. I only had one pair of shoes with me apart from the shoes that I was going to be wearing at the wedding that we, that we were going to subsequently oh, when, once I'd met my girlfriend's parents. Um, sweating, hot, uh, and yeah, the, the shoes, I just developed this particularly pungent, horrific stink to them. And I arrive, I leave this film shoot and I go to, go to my, my girlfriend at the time's parents' house. And I'm aware of this, um, smell in my shoes. And I even, I even take them off and leave them outside but i remember sitting in the first interaction with my girlfriend's parents meeting her mom being able to sm smell the lingering smell oh, of geez. my shoes the whole time um if you could do a sniff and sniff and you know scratch and sniff on the screen right now you can almost picture what that uh exactly what that's like right now exactly um so i just thought i'd yeah i'd start off with a little anecdote from my past um, which sort of highlights the how particularly <laughs> how, how how particularly well matched a product like Polygene is with what we do, creating insoles designed for keeping you comfortable through. Um, you know, this was a combination of they're in my running shoes, which I'd use to run, and I'm also wearing them for work. A lot of people spending yep. all day on their feet. Um, wearing our products in a running shoe or or a different shoe um and i just wish had i had some some high quality odor control in that old pair of sneakers i might have saved myself one of the sort of most lingering embarrassing memories that i have yeah, yeah. <laughs> from my yeah. whole life well um, sounds like quite the story and i'm sure uh yeah, it's something when you start noticing it, you know, it's, you're in a bad spot, right? Um, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, and funny enough, a lot of times it's the uh, the partners um, who appreciate Polygene the most um, or like the hockey moms, if you will. Um, but that's something that, yeah, it's a great fit. And it's something that it's a performance that not a lot of people are aware exists out there. Um, and so we've kind of... In many situations, you know, whether you play sports um, in the locker room or, you know, if you're a climber, you kind of have an understanding of, yeah, if you're doing these sports, you're going to smell. And that just it's kind of comes with the nature of it. Um, but once you start understanding that it doesn't have to be that way, then you start realizing, wow, why isn't this technology more things? And why haven't I come across this before? Um, so there's really kind of a aha moment that you have once you start testing and using clothes and gear that have that odor control performance. So, yeah, we've been um, a little of the background for us coming to uh, how we could have helped you out in that situation. Um, Polygene actually started um, on the medical aspect. This is back during the SARS pandemic. Um, having just recently gone through a pandemic ourselves here, um, this was um, an initial realization that we were owned and worked with a, uh, a parent chemical company. Uh, there was an ingredient brand that was performing really well against SARS. Uh, so that was implemented on a large scale through 
mainly medical services. So um, doorknobs for toilet seats, for um, paints in the hospitals, and then also some textiles, um, beddings, um, dividers, et cetera. Um, but then once you start realizing that we had performance on a, a textile level, uh, this is also when the whole poly story really started kicking off um, and you started having base layers and training gear in, in polyester and, and that story and textile development. But of course, once you start using those synthetics, there's this permastink that comes along with using those synthetics. Um, and then we started realizing, hey, we have something that works on that side of that of, of odor control, and we could bring that to the, particularly the outdoor sports industry. Um, and that kind of just started taking off. We started working with great brands like Adidas um, in their collections and started seeing that we have something that really works. And once a consumer, like the situation we we're talking about, once they start seeing that it works and understand that performance, you're gonna want more of it. Um, just, there's uh, a great understanding of Hey, I don't have to have this tank. I can. There's a lot of you know, benefits that come from it as well. There's some other sustainability aspects that grow from that uh, that we can talk about later. But uh, just that initial performance is is massive. Um, so that's mm. where we started about almost 15 years ago. And from there, we've just continually grown out from not just the sports and outdoor industry, but also to lifestyle, fashion, uh, workwear, and definitely in the medical world as well. So. Um, maybe just fill me in on uh, exactly how, well, not exactly necessarily, but you're based in, in the US, as we've said, um, you are, uh, you represent the broader Polygene company with, within the States, um, but Polygene is itself still based uh, in Sweden, you said? Correct. Uh, yeah, we have a team in Sweden. We have a, a good team in the UK as well. Um, but we're definitely a globally based brand. I'm here. Um, I have about four colleagues here in America. And so we are really in the different regions. Uh, EMEA, APAC and here in Americas have a technical, commercial and marketing team to support our brand. So that one of the biggest things that we do is, is make sure our brand partners have Polygene as a, a partner, uh, working with them in regards to application, uh, how to market and brand it properly. Um, but one of the things with Polygene, we have kind of two categories. We have a freshness, which is our textile side of it. And then we have a product protection, which is more hard surfaces, still a lot of healthcare, um, plastics, coatings as well. Um, so there's kind of two categories to Polygene. Um, but we are a globally based brand and you know whatever, um, wherever our brands find themselves and same with their mills and uh, suppliers, we're on hand to be able to, to support them through their process and make sure it's done and applied properly. Awesome. There's definitely sort of a, um, in the outdoor industry at least, there's a sort of aura around Scandinavian brands, I think. Um, you know, the thing that comes to mind is the, I don't know if it's a, if it's particularly Norwegian or if it's um, other countries too, but the old saying of, there's no such thing as bad weather, only yeah, the, wrong, the wrong clothing. Yeah. Um, coming from South Africa, personally, that was never something that had sort of crossed my mind. Um, but living here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, that definitely rings 
so true to me you know sure. the amount of rain that we have here um you know even the snow here can can be pretty wet so yep. having having proper water waterproofing here is something you know the gear is something that I've really come to appreciate in my life yep. um, over the last number of years. I'm, I'm interested in the. Um, I feel like you have some p- personal experience of the um, the industry in both places. I wonder if you if there's anything that jumps out at you that's different around the outdoor industry and working with brands um, here in North America versus uh, in Scandinavia. Um, if things work similarly, if yeah, yeah, and one thing that you know what you were hitting on earlier, definitely, you know, we have two little ones in in Sweden and in Scandinavia, um, and definitely, I mean, it's uh, it's called a term free teats leave, uh, which is like free time life or um, outdoor life, and free teats leave is is really just this cultural understanding of being outside, no matter what the weather conditions might be. Um, hmm. So my kids in preschool, they were out every day for at least two hours, rain or shine. And, hmm. you know, it's really important that you have the right gear. And and then, you know, especially at that age, you have the right gear, you're outside, they don't realize the difference and they love it. You know, they're happy jumping in puddles and, and running around hmm. as anyone else, whether it's sunny out or not. And um, that cultural understanding, the same with, with Polygen, how it ties in is is just the understanding of proper gear, uh, quality um, that you know the environmental aspect of production um, is is something that is inherent to the DNA of Polygene as well. Um, so when we're developing new technologies, how it performs, we really have the backside of certifications and all of the uh, testings and trials just to make sure that you know we have all those boxes checked off, and that tie, ties back to that Scandinavian culture of, of making sure that we have the right product um, and technology available. And, you know, for just working with these brands, uh, definitely for Scandinavia and, and Europe as compared to the U.S., you know, I think one of the biggest things which the U.S. is is becoming more and more focused on is also this not trying to get away from short-term seasonal approach of, of product. Um, I think mm. maybe more of the consumer understanding of, you know, quality should trump um, just a quick sale and, and discounts of poor products that aren't going to last long. Um, so mm. that durability story is really important. And, you know, Scandinavia definitely is definitely a lot more advanced in having opportunities for products to continue their life cycle um, for secondhand, making that ease of, of whether it's a finished uh, a backpack that you're not using because you've changed sports or your body has changed or whatever it might be, that you can put that onto a secondhand market and the ability to be able to to have that carry on its life cycle. And in Sweden, in Europe is definitely, you know, really far ahead and also for the messaging and the consumer and the you know the the research they're doing into the products and brands is, is quite quite advanced um, on that aspect, um, and also for taking care of products. So whether you're patching it up yourself, um, trying to keep products alive longer um, is is something that is great uh, to have seen. And I, you know, coming back to the states now for two months, speaking with our brand partners, you know, a lot of our brands are. Uh, putting those practices in place, which is awesome. Um, so that's great to see. 
for sure. For us, that's something that's definitely rings true um, is that that idea of being able to uh, give new life to an old product. That's one of the, the things that, that I love about being at Soul is um, the idea that, you know, something as simple as like a pair of boots, trust the old pair of boots that you really love. Um, 100%. But that the, the, the inside might get a little bit beaten up, you know, that factory insole, that's just a flimsy piece of foam, might, mm -hmm. might be completely worn through, but the leather's good, you know, the outsole still grips, yeah. it's still, um, but if you slip a, a new pair of footbeds in there, then, then they feel brand new, probably feel better than they did when they first Absolutely. arrived. Absolutely, you know, and, and, off and you I was just going to say, you know, similar to your old, your story of in South Africa, I lived in, in Wyoming for, for 12 years and the big part of my life was ski touring and mountaineering. You know, when I met my, my wife, you know, when we first started dating, I would have to keep my ski boots outside, um, just based on that same exact similar story. Um, and it was around that time when um, came across Soul and Soul had started working with Polygene. So I quickly transitioned all my ski boots and, you know, outdoor, you know, running shoes and everything to Soul. And um, that was a game changer. And you start adding a pair of fresh pair of socks. Um, also, my ski boots could be in size. I didn't have to put on frozen boots in the morning. So that was uh, <laughs> a, a pleasant um, growth with, uh, with Soul and, and understanding how Polygene works. You know, it was one of those stories where my former boss came into the office and was like, hey, guys, like we have this brand from Sweden that approached me at OR. And uh, curious what you guys think. He started to tell me about how products can stay fresh. You can wear a training t-shirt all week um, and it mm. won't smell. So what do you guys think um, about testing this out? And a couple of us put these shirts to, you know, whether we're mountain biking, trail running, um, you know, for a full week of hard testing. And we were blown away how these shirts still stayed fresh after a full week. And uh, that's when we started working with, I was working with a PR firm and it starts working with Polygen at that point. And, and from there, I uh, eventually uh, left my past job and joined Polygen and, and moved over to Sweden. So it's been a, a great journey and it's been fun to see, you know, the awareness factor of picking up uh, with Polygen mm. and having that move into, you know, a, a bigger story as well. Yeah, awesome. Um it is sort of a, a bit of an aha moment when you realize um, the efficacy of something like Polygene um, or something like, uh, you know, a new pair of footbeds you put in your shoe or um, like, oh, I, I don't have to throw away my shoes. You know, oh, I, I can actually keep on wearing these. Oh, I don't have to wash my gear, uh, you know, once every you know that thing of of being able to rewear a t-shirt uh is is so cool it makes such a big difference uh just to the practicalities of life like okay now i'm going to the gym three times a week and then i'm going running twice a week whatever it might be i don't need five t-shirts i can have yeah. one t-shirt or two t-shirts um Absolutely. that i swap in and out um which makes which makes a, a huge difference pra practically but also sustainably and mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that's something that that i really like about polygene's messaging um and that rings true f for us as well um and you mentioned outdoor retailer and and i'd say 
we haven't been an outdoor retailer for a, for a few years, but I remember walking around the floor of outdoor retailer a few years ago um, and being, it was, I mean, we've just had here in British Columbia, the worst wildfire season on record. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. The amount of smoke, you know, early in the summer, there was, uh, New York was completely clouded in in smoke and everyone was suddenly like, oh, whoa, what is going on up in Canada? Um, you know, the horrific fires in, in Hawaii, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I remember that, that year in particular, Vancouver had, it was my first summer in Vancouver and Vancouver had just had a couple of weeks of like really, really smoky skies. Um, and it was freaking me out as it always does, you know, this, um, sort of oppressive, very present constant reminder of like things are not actually okay right now mm-hmm. in in the world mm-hmm. um and i remember being really anxious about it um and thinking you know it's very easy to sort of get overwhelmed by by the issues uh, around climate change and and the problems that we face but i remember a slight sort of psychological antidote to that being walking around the outdoor retailer floor and seeing the the incredible and this was back in 2018 um already you know uh and seeing the huge emphasis that was being placed on sustainability around the floor you know almost almost every brand there all outdoor industry brands had a particular emphasis on um a sustainable angle to their products, um, which is awesome to see. The thing that I really like about Polygene, um, and that I think ties closely to what we do at Soul and Recork, is mm-hmm. the fact that there is, like, I, I think that the, the real strongest way to do it is to say, here's something that you shouldn't buy because it's sustainable. You should buy it because it, performs a particular function for you it makes your life better in these ways it adds value to your life and to the gear that you're buying and it also happens to be the case that that has a positive impact on the environment um so the the sort of founding story for recork we had all recycle wine corks to create insoles and the whole way that that started was our founder mike was it was kind of thinking about like we need to figure out a more sustainable way of doing this um and the light bulb moment came when he was at this uh cabin on the the ocean shore and the the floor of the cabin was old cork flooring that had been there for something like 60 years you know and he was sort of admiring the floor and the quality of the floor and how it was always kind of clean and it, and it was um you know cork is also naturally antimicrobial and yeah, it's moisture wicking so. and it has all of these natural it's lights it's buoyant it's insulating it uh it's it has all of these beautiful natural properties mm-hmm. and that was the thing that sort of went off in his mind was This is such a beautiful, useful, versatile material. I wonder if we could use this. And then he realized, oh, not only is it all of these things, 
it also happens to be this mind-blowingly sustainable material. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that that is the way that Polygene works too. Um, and so, yeah, I wonder if you could speak to how the, the sustainability messaging works for you guys. Um, because at, at the core, as far as I can figure out, you know, as we've discussed, if you're, if your clothes and the things you use are treated with polygene, you need to wash them less and mm -hmm. fewer washes means a smaller impact. Yeah, no, that's a great story and love. I didn't realize that story, um, the background of a recork and it is, I 100% have those in my shoes. And, you know, I think that story of, because once you have a product that stinks, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't patch it. You can't just resole it and, it's okay. No one wants that product. Um, so that's just going to get tossed no matter what it is, whether it's a t-shirt or a pair of shoes or backpack, um, no matter what. So, you know, we have this performance and the number one aspect for as any other technology brand is performance. So hundred percent, it has to work day in, day out. Um, and we have a couple other technologies of how to mitigate that odor um, performance and, and minimize that. Um, but it has to work no matter what. So when the consumer sees that Polygene logo and that brand, that hang tag, that message, they know, okay, this pair of shoes with my sole insoles are hundred percent going to stay, um, odor free and I'm going to work day in, day out. So there's that initial kickoff with the brand recognition, but then as you start using and understanding products with Polygene, it's a little bit what we call like a, a growth curve of you then become an ambassador for the brand that you should be using this in other products. Mm. And once you start doing that, you start realizing, okay, great. Not only am I staying fresh when I'm traveling or if I'm going to a presentation or going to a date and I take off my shoes and go to meet uh, someone that I can feel confident that I'm going to be okay and, and not find yourself in that situations uh, when you're in South Africa. But okay, now I'm actually washing products less. And what does that mean when you're washing a product less? Um, you're saving water. There's going to be less microfiber shedding. You know, the shirt or the product itself is going to stay in better form. It's not going to lose its shape. Uh, the, it's not going to be fading. So now you start having, oh, this is pretty cool. This has a longer lifespan for the product. Like I can use this again and again and be psyched on it. And then there's, you know, the additional, like we were just saying is once you're perhaps finished with that product and in our change in sports or, you know, it's you're changing fashion sense or whatever it might be and you want to sell it. Like now the product is still in great shape, smells fresh. I feel fine selling that product onto the secondhand market and that product can, can continue living and moving on. And that's one of the great aspects of that kind of life cycle analysis of a product that it can continue moving on. And one thing for us, and I, you know, this is a consumer behavior that we're working on, which is one of the toughest things to change. Um, you know, as we're uh, little ones, we're, kind of programmed as soon as we come home from school we take our clothes we throw them in the hamper or the laundry bin yeah. and it gets washed that's just kind of yeah. like programmed into our day-to-day -day growing up and it's really tough as we become adults you know honestly i don't know about you or know many people who 
enjoy doing laundry. Um, yeah. In that sense, I'm kind of on the, the laziest people. I, I can, you know, looks clean, don't have any spells on. I have two little ones, so that's not always the case every day. But, um, <laughs> you know, if I can use it again, I'm going to keep it out of the laundry bin. And that's going to just save some time uh, for the amount of clothes that are being washed. But then I'm also, you know, keeping water, microfiber, detergent use out of the system as well. So, you know, you start having this consumer change of being a little bit more mindful of the product. And, you know, apology, and we have an overall umbrella mantra of, for mindful living. And for us, that really means to take a step back and take a little bit more of a mindful approach to our products. And so, you know, before you wash it, can you just use it again? Um, can you patch it before you throw it away? What can we do, whether it's exercise, being present in the moment, to have a little bit of a, a better approach to our day-to-day? you know, working with our brands like yourselves, that approach is, is significant because it does make an impact. And, you know, every little step that we do, whether it's bringing a reusable bag to the you know grocery store or doing recycling, all these little steps that we do day to day will have an impact. Um, and I think, you know, kind of your story about work, walking OR, the wall, you know, and, and seeing the presentations for different brands and, you know, sustainability has almost become a, a dirty word because it's feel like it's getting overused and now mm. in Europe you can actually get fined uh, for greenwashing and that's happening in a lot of situations as well so mm. in a product can be approached for the development and the production but then once what happens once a consumer makes that purchase if a consumer is using that product for just a season and tosses it what good is it to have you know sustainably and resource well thought out product if the consumer themselves are making that change so like how can we work together as an industry to to elevate that understanding of a product and and approach to you know our purchases and in the use of our clothes as well it is really the key things yeah it's a it's a really interesting position that that we find ourselves in especially um within the marketing sphere of of companies that are that do have uh, this sort of dual mission of providing something that that um, or creating something that provides this practical use, um, but also has this uh, sustainable story behind it and and, and the sustainable mission behind it. Um, that's yeah, it's an interesting position in that it's like you don't you don't want to become. Um, preachy about it you don't want to and the sad fact is that a lot of people are kind of slightly put off even by Mm -hmm. um talk around sustainability um they feel um slightly sort of patronized or pressurized Mm -hmm. or you know everything's so politicized these days um so it is a, 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 a sort of delicate balance and an interesting position we find ourselves in to sort of it, it be educating the way that we tell stories um, and the way that we represent the brand's um, stories um, in, in such a way that says you should get this because you're going to love it, but also you should get it because it's going to uh, create this benefits, not only in your life, but, but to the environments in general. Um, I think it's a, a really interesting place to be. Do you have a, 
any um, uh, sort of reflection on the way that people respond to that messaging. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and I think this has been really cool to see. And America is definitely, you know, as in most things, culturally ahead in regards to the communication, the storytelling, because we are a nation of storytellers and everyone has their own story to tell, whether you're a hardcore Exum guide up in the Tetons, you know, mm. bringing, you know, people up to the, the grand or whether you're a family um, in the suburbs of Boston and you're going for a small micro um, tour with your family to the nearby park, you know, like that's still an adventure in itself. And, and that should be applauded for being outside in, you know, spending the time in nature, um, whatever that might be. And in America has done a really good job because you still see that a lot in, in Europe. Um, it's, it's becoming more, open um but it's still pretty core in regards to the communication and the marketing about what an outdoors person is but i think mm. this is something in, in scandinavia has this free teeth leave like i was saying words it is just about being outdoors and taking your kids for a fika or a, a picnic uh, in the local park and i think whatever that story is that product should perform the same um for the exum guide or for the family uh, outside of Boston for the going to the a local hike or whatever it might be in Apology and what we've been trying to do as well is, you know, working with our, you know, great outdoor brands, but also like how can we democratize or open this up to the public in another level too. So this is a performance that the family that maybe doesn't have the means to be able to buy, you know, the hundred dollar training t-shirt or have a new outfit for the new season you know, if they're going to, whether it's even Kmart or Costco, how can they buy a product that's going to perform and still make that experience enjoyable and memorable and, you know, set in place for the younger generations that interest to be outside and become the next advocates. And that's something for us as a brand that we're really working on to, to help elevate that, you know, the understanding and the awareness that you can have this, especially when you're starting to look at skipping a wash load, saving time, that all ties into kind of this mantra of what we can do personally and on a small scale level to, to have less of an impact. Um, and that's something that working with the brands across the board is something we're super excited about. And, and we can see is having an impact and the consumers are loving it. And they're of course gonna you know, appreciate that experience and, and that takeaway um, as well. So that's for us is something that is continually growing and working on. Um, but it is, like I was saying, a consumer behavior, which is challenging. Um, so working with brands like yourself to, you know, how can we get that message across to the consumer? How can we share it? What can, um, of course, we have our, our branding assets. Uh, we use that messaging and, and bring that data across for, for how it performs and how it can benefit the end consumer. But a lot of it is just also word of mouth. Uh, once you start using these products, you can start sharing with your friends of, hey, have you, I just wore this t-shirt for four days straight. Like, this is insane. This is pretty cool. Have you heard of these, this brand Apology? And that's, you know, that kind of word of mouth is also one of the, the key things that we've grown a lot from. Um, but it's been a, a great adventure. And it, like I said, it's about 15 years, but as we're growing into different sectors as well, it's something that carries over from the healthcare to 
you know, lifestyle and fashion to, to sports and outdoor as well. Um, so it's, it, you'll start seeing that more and more uh, across the board. I love that. Um, I think there's definitely a parallel um, to what we do. And I love that the idea, the sentiments of getting people outside um, in whatever capacity that is, helping people to experience being outside and experience the natural world and experience the things that they want to experience at an affordable rate. You know, that's, we're all about, we're all about that. That's all, you know, you don't, people who have foot pain, people who struggle to go on the hike that they might've done um, five years ago or 10 years ago, you know, people who have grandkids and, and they, their feet just don't feel um, the way they used mm -hmm. to, but they also don't have $500 to spend on a, on a prescription orthotic made by a doctor. Well, you can spend 60 bucks, get this product, enjoy being outside, reconnect with, with um, the natural world, mm -hmm. um, rekindle that sort of, that thing that everybody has of, of remembering what it is to just be a living, breathing, organic being in nature, um, which inevitably leads you to a slightly higher level of appreciation and concern for what's going on in the world around you, yeah. which then has this feedback loop almost of once I'm outside, once I'm um, enjoying doing the things outside that I love to do, next time I come back to the Soul website, now maybe I am just that much more interested in the product that has, that's made with recycled cork. You know, mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. I am going to, as you say, have that conversation with my friends to say, by the way, you know, those insoles that I told you about that my feet um, feel so great. And they also have this one that's made out of recycled cork, which is awesome yeah. in all of these ways. Um, so, yeah, I love I love what you've said there about um, really sort of empowering people to almost generate their own concern. Uh, for the mm -hmm. issues, I'm not concerned, but but their own their own interest and and uh, lead them into the sort of sustainability story and and con and like sphere of thought um, in yep. a very sort of organic way, in a very natural way, in a way that that feels right, that that doesn't feel forced. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that can be, you know, everyone has their own journey of how to to get to that point. But it, you know, it is something no one likes to be slammed over the head with it and forced and mm. this is what to be a good person this is what you have to do and um uh, it is yeah. you know that that general growth but if we can help continually you know of course do everything on the back end and you know we're blue sign you know and Okatex and we have all the certifications and you know and co-apply with all other technologies to minimize water and enclosed loop and we have all of that on the back end which all of us as outdoor brands should be continually working and improving on but then mm -hmm. how do we how do we continually just keep educating that consumer and and making that available um to all groups um whoever you know wherever you may find yourself or whatever your means may be um and especially now like you're saying with you know larger wildfires fires and hurricanes and everything else you know we're going to start seeing more of this pressure um certainly about water uh, crises and how, like, you know, the Middle East and certainly South Africa now, I think there's a, a water mm -hmm. ban on, on only a certain amount that you're able to use now. Like, we're starting to work with more and more 
partners in these regions and say this is a it's a real crisis this is a real issue of how do we mitigate how much water we're using and this is an easy way to to minimize that um and one thing we've done just because we wanted to have some good data on the back of that that we can bring forth to people and and not just have some nice marketing uh slogans around us so we ran a uh, life cycle analysis or with uh, Sweco, which is uh, a European environmental consultant. And we wanted to see for real uh, some hard data of what does it actually mean if you skip one wash load? Um, so we ran a trial on a t-shirt, a training t-shirt. Um, and one of the ways that we were able to test this to see um, is just kind of take it like bare bones, kind of your standard training t-shirt. So if you're looking at um, like a 90% poly, 10% uh, elastane shirt, and if you did three trainings a week and over the course of a year wearing it twice before washing it, not, you know, asking a consumer or testing that, okay, yes, skip, you know, wear it five times before, but just, just twice. So you're using it two times before you wash it instead of washing it after every time the water savings, um, the environmental impact that we saw just from that, in itself was significant. Um, you know, there was about a one third impact um, that we saw in savings. So there's over, um, hmm. you know, I think it was about 3,800 liters of water that are saved just by doing that. Um, wow. You can save, you know, the holistic of a whole year by doing so about four days of time. And wow. those are, you know, hard data that you can take away from skipping just one wash load um of your apparel and then if you start yeah what if you skip every third or fourth you know then you just keeps growing off of that and um that was one of the, the main takeaways we had is it's actually pretty easy to make a big impact um if mm. you just are a little bit more mindful a little bit more focused on, on how we're applying ourselves to what we're doing day to day hmm. yeah fascinating i mean i was when i left south africa in 2017, Cape Town was in the height of the worst drought in uh, decades, you know. Um, and the city was running, the taps were, you know, there was like a countdown to like what, it, like D-Day. I don't know, I can't remember what they were calling it mm -hmm. exactly. But they yep. were saying like in 60 days, there is going to be no water in the taps. You know, people Crazy. were washing their dishes and then running the pipe into a bucket and then using that bucket to flush the toilet. And, you know, um, it was, wow. it was a crazy, crazy situation, um, mm -hmm. for, for a built up city, you know, we're not talking about a, a, a village where people are, um, you know, out of necessity, out of a lack mm -hmm. of infrastructure or, or what have yeah. you, there just was no water. Um, so yeah, that's within the the context of that sort of life experience. That's it rings super true. Um, yeah. So yeah, really really interesting stuff. Um, I wonder if you could speak a little bit to some people might be thinking like, okay, this is all very well, but um, what actually is it? Like, wh what are you putting? What what am I? How does it work? Uh, yeah, what am I putting on the, yeah. on my clothes? Yeah, the. Uh... So one, you know, this, like I was saying, you know, so Polygene is a technology brand. So we have a lot of different ways to, depending on what the 
the end uses. Um, so depending if it's more of a, a lifestyle piece that is maybe not drenched in sweat uh, when you're training, um, certainly something that is um, like footwear where there's um, a significant amount of sweat and, and wear on a product like that, you know, we have a technology to stay fresh. Um, so what it is, it's um, a small amount of a silver salt um, that's used as a finishing uh, technology that gets embedded into the fibers themselves. And what that does, it mitigates the growth of bacteria. So it actually essentially punctuates the cell of that uh, bacteria and doesn't let it duplicate. So when bacteria grows, um, it needs three things to really continue to grow. And that's what you get that body odors from. Um, so it needs um, moist environment. Um, it needs a food source. Um, so when you're sweating, the oils and fats we have is a great food source for that bacteria to grow. And then it needs, um, you know, a nice environment to settle into. Um, so if you have those three items uh, on a product, but you're sweating, that bacteria is just going to duplicate and that smell is just going to continually grow. And once it's embedded into the fiber, um, there's a lot of kind of uh, wives tales of how you can get rid of it. Um, but there's really no great way of getting rid of it uh, unless you're you know putting it under extreme heat um or bleaching it which of course no one really wants to do um mm. so for us what we're able to do is just by using this small amount of silver salt which is you know essentially the same amount that would be if you filled up your bathtub so a very small amount and all that needs to do is just break that cycle of bacteria um, and that keeps that product fresh and from becoming overladen with bacteria than having a product that's just going to smell horribly. Um, so it's a really easy and it's a nice way to think of how to, at a base level, get rid of that that smell. Uh, now we have some other technologies too that are a little bit more focused around because there's other smells that can come from, from yourselves, you and I, when we have a lunch or lots of garlic or when, you know, uh, subway or the train or if we're on someone who's smoking and you know there's a lot of different odors that we can be uh, around and so there we have a silica based product um, that is encapsulating and breaking those odors down um, but for products that have you know high sweat um, really high aerobic you know in your case it's stay fresh which is a silver salt technology and um, that helps break those odors down uh, at the base level awesome and that silver salt is, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's silver mixed with um, other things. I mean, it's not, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, and so one thing that we have is so we work with your supplier. So where those textile sheets are made. Um, and that's, you know, say if we compare to Merino um, or any type of wool, whether it's, um, you know, alpaca or cashmere, any type of those. The way those help mitigate um, smells as well is, you know, it it moves moisture around. So it helps cut down the amount of moisture in there. Um, whereas synthetics, um, they help move moisture, but they're a lot more durable. Uh, but then you have those little pockets uh, where the bacteria can sit and, and grow mm. on the fiber. So the, the coating and the finish that we have with Polygy um, can be added whether you when you're doing the dyeing process or it can be um, at a number of different ways at the manufacturing level because that's where it sets and gets heat set into the textile so it 
last for the lifetime of the product. So it really is going to have that durability that is needed uh, to be worn over and over and keep performing as promised as well. Awesome. And it's, um, you know, you you refer to all of the, the sort of safety certifications and, you know, I guess people might be hesitant to um, have something that they think of as like a chemical additive to yeah. clothes that they're wearing um, right on their skin. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's why it's so important. I think definitely as a Scandinavian brand that we have all that back end and, and testings um, in place. Um, so if there's any concerns, we, of course, um, can, can prove that. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, how can we, of course, I mean, we're, we're made of, where chemistry is happening every day on us. Um, Mm. And so how can we look at um, supporting on a larger scale, similar to if you were to look at, you know, an electric vehicle, Um, the production of it is quite significant. Um, And that's also when we're working with our brand partners, you know, we want to have a product that is is well thought out, um, using the most sustainable and also less impactful ways of, creating that product um, and that might be a little bit of a higher production cost but then once you roll off the the lot with an electric vehicle you know the end use uh, the consumer use of that is going to be significant less of a diesel vehicle or a petrol vehicle and so that's similar to our product where you can then have a product that's going to last a lot longer um, can be washed a lot less and have a much longer life cycle and impact um, which is another way of looking. So it's not just the short term, but the, the bigger picture of the product. And that's similar to that life cycle that we did the testings on. It's, it's really that if you look at a full year of skipping one wash load, it's a significant impact than if you were to wash it every time that you used it. So that's one of the key takeaways uh, with our brands and the messaging of the application and the use of polygene uh, on a product. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I. Um... Uh, I actually had one of the things. I'm glad you you referred to the the merino because that was something that I was that I was going to ask in particular was how does polygene coated polyester or, or synthetics compare to a, a natural fiber? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a great and you know you know the brands that we work with in um, in Sweden and others too. There's um, a lot of pros and cons to whether it should be a merino product or synthetic. And, the, you know, of course, there's durability stories that tie into that. But, you know, I think also if you look at holistically, I mean, we're what, over 8 billion people now. Um, mm. And just the simple fact of clothing people is mm. a significant endeavor, and especially if we start looking at sports and, you know, gear that is focused for particular uses. Um, certainly that's a lot of sheep if we're going to try to have that as a, an, a takeaway. So, I mean, there is 100% the place for Merino products, and I own a number myself, and it's a similar type of story of that you can use it more and more without washing it. Um, and we love that because it's the same story that we have, um, that we are working on. But, of course, I would say you know, holistically and sustainably and, and you know, economically, a lot more approachable and affordable for um, the larger masses as well, which is, I would say, the bigger environmental impact that you can have in a product um, and all of us as well. Hmm. 
Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I think the sort of accessibility pieces is really important. Um, you know, it's interesting in in uh, the sort of marketing side of things, we often get people comment on ads or or you know on social media saying like oh you shouldn't wear insoles this is actually just a crutch you should be going barefoot only you know wearing barefoot shoes mm-hmm. and it's like oh, okay well that's very easy for you to say but if you're talking to someone who has plantar fasciitis and they literally struggle to get out of bed in the morning yeah. they're in so much pain you know you you have to be talking within within the context of of each person's um, story, you know, and and and, and situation. 100%. And so, yeah, it's it's really important to have practical solutions um, for people that that can work. Maybe not for necessarily everyone, but but for you know that there's different solutions to different problems mm-hmm. everywhere you look but that doesn't necessarily mean that one solution is better than the other um categorically across the board in terms of of all use cases um yep. so yeah that's that's really interesting and that's you know uh, one of the things to just start digging into a little bit more of the um uh, production and and how merino uh textiles are used and in, in the messaging and, and how you know if you're having a t-shirt that's you know bright blue um or red and, and dyed i mean that you really need to strip all of the oils because it's the oils that have a natural antimicrobial performance for those merino pieces and and for you to have a dye that's going to be able to stay on those fibers you need to really strip those oils um so there is a lot of different ways of understanding of what is actually um performance and, and scientifically how it works um, as well. Um, but that, like you're saying, I think is, is totally true. If you have the means to be able to to get those products um, in, it's, then that's awesome. Um, but for the, you know, how to supplement and also for what works for you, um, it's really important to look at how can we provide a, a larger solution uh, to, the, to the masses. And also, you know, if you're looking at your, your own closet, maybe you and I are a little bit different just being in the, in the industry that we're in about 10, maybe 15% of most general people's uh, wardrobe is sports clothes. The rest is our mm. everyday clothes that we're living in, going to work in traveling. Um, and, you know, those are the pieces that we need to look at as well. And how can those iron items become more multi-use um, when we're traveling, uh, hiking, mm. going to work, um, I think a little bit the pandemic of this hybrid of working from home, working from the office has also changed that a little bit as well um, to have that um, kind of gray area of your your um, your clothes. But that's something I think is really important if we're going to have an impact. How can we reach out from just the sports and outdoor industry as well? Um, and so that's where we really are seeing some of the biggest growth and, and excitement too of you know being part of those discussions with the brands. And I think what you know, if you're looking at your items as well, it's it's great. Like it's also your work boots, it's your trail running, your ski boots. You know, it really carries over. If you're a healthcare professional, you're on your feet all day, um, and that is performance and the comfort. And is so important to have something that's functioning and working for you, but also can stay fresh um, all day as well. Awesome, hundred percent. Yeah, I um, 
<laughs> you suddenly got me thinking like, oh yeah, this actually should be the 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 um, criteria by which I judge all future clothing purchases. Um, is is it going to stink or not? Because you know I, that is that is a, a, a serious consideration for me. Is how often I'm gonna you know I'm wearing a merino t-shirt right now mm-hmm. that I wear you know three four days a week happily yep. just get up i don't even think about it just put on one of my yep. black merino t-shirts and yeah and off i go where i go for my day um but yeah definitely uh should start considering it more in my um in my not just the black t-shirt wardrobe yeah. which is not extensive well, I mean, as you as you as you alluded well, to I mean, but... that's just it is great i mean it's you know the johnny black you can't go wrong with black <laughs> right I mean, wrong, yeah. um, and i think but i think as people coming back to the offices and um mm. you know if you have like a running kit with you in your desk you know a pair of sneakers your 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 running clothes you don't want to be that person in the office either you know i think especially having work from home and the, having that hybrid story you're we're kind of used to starting to incorporate hopefully some more um active and, and healthy habits um as well uh, i mean so whether you're running or doing a workout or whatever it might be during the day when you have your kit at the office it doesn't stink so you can have it there for throughout the work week get your workouts in you know monday to friday bring it home on the weekend wash it and then you can continue it on instead of you know every day bringing it home or sticking up the whole office having that kit is is something that is awesome this is great um this is a low impact um, and the rest of the, your colleagues can appreciate it as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Awesome, Nick. Well, um, yeah, I found that super interesting. Um, really great, great, uh, aspect to what we do as well. You know, great to know that, that our products are treated with, with the sort of highest, the highest standard of, of stink protection um in terms of uh people's beloved boots and sneakers mm-hmm. um and yeah appreciate your time is there anything else you wanted wanted to mention or or chat about before we sign off no, i mean i really appreciate the time and getting to work with great brands like yourself and um you know i'm the probably the biggest advocate of y'all that i think most of my family members have a pair of soles in the in their shoes and has been a game changer they're super comfortable and um and like you're saying i think how can we have a product that has an immediate performance but also longer effect and um and a larger sustainability aspect and how can we keep products alive longer and um you know it does feel overwhelming the story of of sustainability you know i put air quotes on it because it is um kind of like this dreaded word of um it is something that if you break it down, it's actually pretty simple. Um, mm. And that's something that we want to try to work on with, with our brands and our consumers as well. And uh, having these brand advocates of just washing less. And our tagline is the hashtag is wear more, wash less. And really at the end of the day, um, that's what it's all about. And just taking that small step. Um, so we really appreciate working with you all. It's been great speaking with you, Paul. And, and hopefully we'll meet up sooner than later up in the up on the trail or in the mountains somewhere. Um, but it's been uh, a great conversation and I look forward to, to speaking with you again.
So that's it, folks. Thanks again to Nick for joining me and thanks to you for listening. Don't forget, you can get 15% off at yoursoul.com by using code POLY15 at checkout. Have a good one.